0: Welcome back to another episode of Sundays with Jeff Miller. We'd like to wait, welcome you into the conclusion of week five of fantasy football. This is another Don't Look Back Tuesday episode. And wow, what a crazy weekend of football. And it concluded last night after I went to bed with the crazy ending to the Baltimore-Indianapolis Colts game in which, surprisingly, Rodrigo Blankenship missed a field goal that would have won it for the Colts after a crazy 19-point deficit that Baltimore came back from. So we'll talk more about that as we progress. But I know... On Tuesdays, the thing you want to hear first and foremost is who to go to the waiver wire and pick up. So, in order to do that, you need to know that this is week six for your fantasy football team. And Atlanta, New Orleans, the New York Jets, and San Francisco will be on a bye this week. Atlanta, New Orleans, New York Jets, and San Francisco. And I want to warn you, you kind of got to start looking ahead now, right? So, week seven, you're going to have Buffalo and Dallas... Two really good quarterbacks there, right? The Los Angeles Chargers, another one, and then Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. So you might need to plan ahead for those roster positions for next week as you're looking at your waiver wire pickups for this week. So just bear that in mind when you're trying to make your pickups. You might actually be picking somebody up for next week, this week, because it just might be a better way to go about it. The other thing I would recommend is that you watch who other teams cut now. Because sometimes players are going to get cut that might be productive for you um, and you might want to take a risk on. So, you know, like when they make their cuts this week, you might be wanting to look ahead for next week um, and, and maybe making a move on some of those guys. So pay particular attention in your leagues to who's being cut also. Just a recommendation. At running back, if you have Barkley out, you might want to consider throwing a boatload of money at Devontae Booker. He's only owned in roughly 4% of the leagues for the New York Giants. Last week as a fill-in, he came in, he had 19 touches, 58 yards, and one TD. Not a bad performance, and he actually looked pretty good in that game. So if you're going to suffer through Saquon Barkley's absence, might recommend picking up Devontae Booker. Another one, CEH is out for the Kansas City Chiefs for a while, Um, you might want to look at Darrell Williams. He's only owned in about 8% of the leagues. He's had a couple TDs already on the season, which is exactly the same number of touchdowns as CEH. You might want to pick him up. A few other guys that I would be recommending that you look at this week, A.J. Dillon for the Green Bay Packers. If you have Aaron Jones, I mean, if you haven't noticed lately, Guys like A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard, they should be on somebody's rosters right now. A.J. Dillon, Green Bay, last two weeks, 37% of the snaps. He's had 23 carries for 111 yards, caught five passes on five targets for 65 yards, and he's averaging 14.3 fantasy points per game. So if you have Aaron Rodgers, he's a good pickup. And if you don't, he's somebody you can sneak in and play in the next few weeks with buys that might help cover your team. Another guy who looked really well this weekend, Khalil Herbert of Chicago. Last week, he had 18 carries for 75 yards. It's only 7.5 fantasy points, but he actually played 53% of the snaps. Now, I know a lot of people picked up Damian Williams, who had a rushing touchdown in that game, but he had a quad injury. So maybe the split is more because of that. But Khalil Herbert looks like he could play if need be and might be somebody that you might want to also consider for your roster. Did you see Alex Collins uh, play for Seattle, or did you forget about him? I'm not sure. He played 71% of the snaps, 15 carries for 47 yards. He had two catches on three targets for 25 yards last week. He is going to be the play in Seattle for a little while, while we wait for the return of Chris Carson to their roster, and then also... With Wilson being out, he could be a pretty good play. He could be a pretty good every week performer for you. You might want to consider him if he's still available in your league. And then he's been averaging the last two weeks 12.5 fantasy points per game. And then the last one I mentioned a few minutes ago, Tony Pollard should not be sitting out there for anybody at this point, especially if you have Ezekiel Elliott. You should be grabbing him. Don't take a chance. If you're making a bid or you're putting money up, Get enough money out there to do it because I got to tell you right now, backup running backs are important, especially for your running back one positions, and especially if they come out and perform as like Alexander Madison has in replace for Dalvin Cook or Chubba Hubbard for Christian McCaffrey. Keep that in mind. And then another one, Zach Moss. His last three weeks, he's averaging 14 fantasy points per game, and that's good enough for me heading into bye weeks if I need to pick somebody up. So if Zach Moss is available for Buffalo, you might also want to take a look at him. How about wide receivers? Kadarius Toney looks like a really good play for the New York Giants. There's a plethora of injuries in that team. Now Barkley added to it. Also since the game. Galladay's out. Uh, Wide receiver. Available in like 11% of the leagues. I mean, only taken in like 11% of the leagues across the board. 10 catches on 13 targets, 189 yards. Now, he did throw a punch at the end of that game and got evicted. I don't know if he'll be able to play this week. That might be a consideration. Um, He could get suspended for that. We'll have to wait and see, but he might be somebody you might want to grab and put on your bench and take that risk. Could be worth it. Denver's Tim Patrick is available in roughly 30% of the leagues. He has at least 12 fantasy points per game in four of the last five games he's played in. And his playing time could be affected if Judy comes back. My concern with him last week was Bridgewater being out, but Bridgewater ended up playing. He plays pretty well with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. New York Jets' Jamison Crowder was on my list last week, but he's still only owned in like 32% of the leagues the last two weeks. 11 catches on 15 targets for 85 yards and a touchdown. That's 13.7 fantasy points per game for Jamison Crowder of the New York Jets. Here's one that I think is a my sneak pickup this week for you. If you're going to pick up somebody, you want to be a little sneaky, you know, under the radar, um, can't believe I'm recommending a Detroit line, but Amon Ray St. Brown, 13.3 fantasy points per game in the last two weeks. He's played 71% of the snaps, 16 targets, 13 catches, 135 yards. Quentin Cifez is out with a broken collarbone, possibly for the season. So Amon Ray St. Brown might be that guy that you can get relatively cheap and he still will maybe be available on the wire for your fantasy team. How about tight ends? There's a lot of people who need tight end help. I'm just going to throw like five names out there. None of these guys have outstanding performances over the course of the season, but they're all guys who could be possibly good plays for you on a bye week that you might just have to take a risk on. David Njoku for Cleveland had a really nice week this week. He's playing at about 62% snap rate, but the last two weeks he's nine, had nine catches, nine targets, at 166 yards and one touchdown with 15.8 fantasy points per game. Baker Mayfield actually looked pretty good against the Chargers this week, so he might be one that you might want to consider picking up. How about Ricky Seals-Jones for Washington? With Logan Thomas out, he played 99% of the snaps. That's a good number. He had eight targets, five catches, 41 yards. It's only 9.1 fantasy points, but I like the targets and I like the snaps. So if you're in need of a tight end, he's a good pickup too dan arnold over in jacksonville he's only been there a couple weeks two weeks ago he had his first play i think he had a couple catches on a couple targets you know just coming in there from the trade but last week he played 73 percent of the snaps he had eight targets caught six passes for 64 yards Only 11.4 fantasy points, but at this point, there are a lot of teams out there that would take that. That's Dan Arnold for Jacksonville. How about Mo Cox for Indianapolis? It seems like we talked about him a lot last year, but the last two weeks on 57% of the snaps, he's had six catches on nine targets, 92 yards, two touchdowns, an average of 13.6 fantasy points per game. And then we have Evan Ingram, of the New York Giants the last two weeks, 71% snaps, only 10 targets, but 9 catches, 82 yards, which is 8.5 fantasy points per game. Nothing outstanding there, but I do think that he's going to get more play just like Kadarius Tony, because of the situation that we're actually looking at um, there in New York. How about our over 40 club this week? Or should I say dun dun? The over 50 club gets hit this week. Not once, but twice. With his first appearance in the over 40 club this year, Lamar Jackson last night had an outstanding game for Baltimore with 50.9 fantasy points. He threw the ball 43 times. It was caught 37 times. 442 yards, a career high. Four touchdowns and then he ran the ball 14 times for 62 yards. If you have Lamar Jackson on your team, congratulations. That was a outstanding week. And then right behind it, I mean right behind it, with his first appearance, Justin Herbert For the LA Chargers, 50.8 fantasy points, 26 completions, 43 passes, 398 yards, 4 touchdowns, 29 rushing yards, but a rushing touchdown to go along with it. Justin Herbert, what a great week if you have him on your roster, 50.8 fantasy points. And this week, we had a plethora of over 40. How about Tom Brady making his second appearance, 47.7 fantasy points, 30 of 41 for 411 yards, five touchdowns. He even ran the ball. Tom Brady ran the ball one time for 13 yards. Also making his second appearance, Josh Allen of Buffalo, 42.5 fantasy points, 15 of 26 passing, 315 yards, three touchdowns, ran the ball 11 times. 59 yards and a touchdown. And then our last person to make the list this week in the Over 40 Club, and this was a fantastic performance. If you have him on your roster, Mark Andrews making his first appearance with 41.7 fantasy points, 11 catches, 13 targets, 147 yards, two touchdowns. And I think all of that happened on the last two drives of the game. Two successful two-point conversions to go along with it. He's currently the number two ranked tight end in fantasy PPR leagues with 85 points, second to only Travis Kelsey at 90.9 fantasy points. Congratulations if you had any of those five guys on your roster. And that brings us to the next part of our show. Which I'm going to take a pause, and then I'll come back with, you know, it's not your fault. Look at me, son. It's not your fault. All right, let's get to it on our Don't Look Back Tuesday for week number five of our fantasy football season. It's not your fault. It's not your fault if you have a kicker on your fantasy team. I'm not sure after this weekend any of us should have a kicker on our fantasy football team. Especially we should not have the Indianapolis Colts' Rodrigo Blankenship. He was 2-4 for on field goal attempts and he missed the game winner from 47 yards out. It's not your fault if he costs you a win. How about Green Bay's Mason Crosby? Four of seven? It wouldn't be bad if he was playing baseball, but you're playing football. Kick the ball through the goalposts. Not to only mention that, he was one of two on extra points. That's five of nine. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. He did redeem himself, though. He kicked the game winner from 49 yards out. Great. Good thing they gave him five tries. How about Cincinnati's Evan McPherson? 0-2 in field goals in the same game. Crosby and McPherson missed a combined five field goals in the fourth quarter in overtime. That is an NFL record. If you have any of these kickers on your team, it's not your fault. If you have a kicker on your fantasy team, it's probably not your fault. It was a crazy week for kickers. If you drafted Kittle, McCaffrey, Montgomery, Wilson, Cook, Barkley, on and on and on and on it goes, it's not your fault. And if you lost your fantasy football game by a score of 137.20 to 137.02, and the kicker, Mr. Tucker himself from Baltimore, who was held to only three points, literally one field goal, in fantasy with zero seconds on the clock and he only made that one kick for the weekend and you lost by that score? It's not your fault. We can't write the script. It just happens. It just happens. Well, now it's time that we get to some of the things that you just need to know that's going on in fantasy football and throughout the world of the NFL. How about the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster is out with a shoulder injury and will probably miss the rest of the season? Other things you need to know? Justin Herbert recorded his 11th career game with 300-plus passing yards, the most by any player in the first two seasons in the Super Bowl era, and that broke a tie with none other than Patrick Mahomes' and Dan Marino. How about Arizona Cardinals? Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins passed Larry Fitzgerald, 764, for the most receptions by a player prior to his 30th birthday in NFL history. Other things you need to know? This game was the first one since 1991 with more than three missed field goals in the entire fourth quarter or overtime with five missed kicks. Yes, that is the game we're talking about. You know what I mean. Green Bay and Cincinnati. Kyle Pitts achieved 80% routes per drop back again this week. He accounted for 26% of his team's target and was targeted on 31% of the routes run. That's pretty good. He racked up nine receptions for 119 yards in a TD. My only thing is, are we going to make him become a Brit in order for him to perform like this? Or is he going to come back down to earth when he flies back to the U.S. for his next game? Devontae Adams, he had a mind-boggling 37.4% target share through the first five games. I wonder what the record is for that. All I know is if you have him, that's a really, really great average. Let's see. James Robinson. Last three games, with Carlos Howey being available, he's had 67% of the snaps, 54 of 70 running back touches, 10 of 13 running back targets, 10% target share, and 6 of 9 running back carries inside the 10-yard line. Did you see where Urban Meyer got in trouble again this week? Because, no, not because of what he did. Well, it is kind of what he did because of what he didn't do. Because nobody in Jacksonville can figure out for the life of them why you put Carlos Hyde in when you have a third down and one for two plays and you end up losing 14 yards when you have a guy averaging eight yards of carry, running the ball the way that James Robinson did in that game. It is just crazy to think of what is going on with that team. How about Rondell Moore? He ran more routes than Christian Kirk in week five, and he had three carries and his six targets. It's time to start using Rondell Moore in your lineup. More on Kadarius Toney. Most receiving yards in a single game for a wide receiver in their first five career games. Here you go. Jerry Butler, 255. Not sure who he is. Anquan Bolden, we all know him, 217. Ken Burrow, 190? Hmm, question mark. Randy Moss, we know this guy, 190. And Kadarius Toney, now next in line with 189. Maybe he is a really good football player. What do you think? A few injuries we're going to have to watch this week. Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which we already kind of know where he's going. Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay. Daniel Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, Damian Harris, Curtis Samuel, Max Williams, Taysom Hill, and Deontay Harris. Did you know that Jameis Winston is ranked fifth in the league for passing touchdowns with 12? Hmm. Jameis Winston is also ranked 29th in the league for passing yards. eight ninety-two. And one last thing. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Where are we at with these three guys? I mean, Tyler Boyd really looked good two weeks ago. Now this week, in the last three games, I mean, in the last two games, Boyd has 18 targets, Higgins has 22, and Chase has 21. Boyd has now become the third uh, object in that offense again. Not sure that's good for him. Not sure how you're feeling about it, but be careful if you decide that you're going to play him. Browns make history, but not the good kind. Cleveland Browns became the first team in NFL history to lose a game where they scored 40 or more points and had zero turnovers. Going into week five, NFL teams have been 401 to zero in those situations in the Super Bowl era. And we think the Lions have bad luck. The Jaguars lost their 20th straight game this is the second team in NFL history to lose at least 20 straight games. The only longer streak came 45 years ago when the Buccaneers lost 26 straight during a streak that spanned 1976 and 1977. The Jaguars could tie that record this week. Or are we saying 20, 45 years from now, the Jaguars may actually be in the Super Bowl? How about the Lions? Talking about their bad luck, first team in NFL history to lose multiple games in the same season on a fifty yard field goal, on a field goal of fifty or more yards as time expired. Two weeks they after losing to the Ravens on a Justin Tucker 66 yard field goals, the Lions lost on Sunday uh, to the Vikings on a fifty-four yard kick. And to put that in perspective, the Lions have two of those these losses through five weeks. Before this year, no team had ever had two in an entire Season. How is that? Chargers explode in the fourth quarter. The Chargers are usually a team that would not do well in the last couple of years, but they scored twenty six points in the fourth quarter against the Brown. Most points they scored in the game's final quarter since nineteen ninety one. And then the Arizona Arizona Cardinals off to the best start in forty seven years, at five and o. The Cards' hot streak marks the first time since nineteen 19- 74. And that particular year, that team ended up going five and four down the stretch to finish at 10 and 4. And that team also lost in the opening playoff game. There you go. That is the conclusion of the things you needed to know this week on a Don't Look Back Tuesday. Again, you can get a hold of me at my email, Sundays with Jeff Miller at gmail.com. S-O-N-D-A-Z-E with Jeff Miller at gmail.com we head into week six, we have buys, we have waiver wires, we have injuries upon injuries upon injuries. Good luck to everybody. Play nice. Love your neighbor. Most of all, have fun. Trade people. Get rid of players that are healthy. Try to get a two-for-one or a three-for-one. Have fun. Create opportunity. Explore. And one thing I've learned is all you have to do is ask. You know, Put the trade out there. If the person says no, it's okay, but have fun doing it. That's it. That's a wrap. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.